I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, drinking some Earl Grey tea, we got Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Double bergamot! <laughs> I lied to you. It's not aged Earl Grey. It's double bergamot, which I think means that it's going to have more flavor. Oh, nice. I've never heard those words before until this very second. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if I'm saying it correctly, which is why I trail off at the end of the word. Okay, yeah, I didn't know what you said. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, much like I don't know what the Thunder did last night. They lost to the Houston Rockets 123-108. to It might as well be 150-2 to because that's how it felt. Uh, it did not feel like they had a chance at any point within that game. They cut it to single digits at times but it was just it just all felt very out of reach uh Gallinari actually had a nice game he was 9 of 17 from the field 29 points Chris Paul ended up with almost a triple double 20 points 10 boards 9 assists uh turning on in the second half had a horrible first half uh Steven did have 17 points 12 boards 2 assists and then anything all the good stuff stops there uh Ferguson started. He was bleh. Uh, Shea and Schroeder were horrible. Um, but, but what were your what's your main takeaway? My main takeaway is that the rotation was insane. Yeah, Andrew, I was so excited last week. I made it one of my main points uh, talking about this series was that how we were going to get some playoff rotations. We're going to get some more minutes from our good lineups. Andrew, I did some researching this morning, right when I woke up. (laughs) First of all, last night, the most played lineup was the starters, which was, you know, the the crew plus Ferg. Yeah. How many minutes do you think they played? I don't know, 10? Very good guess. It was nine. Yeah. Okay. So I went back in time and I looked at game one, from the Blazers series last year Mm -hmm. and game one from the Utah series two years ago. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see how much did the most played lineup play in those games? Well, let's take a look at last year. Last year against the Blazers, the uh, lineup that had Westbrook, George, Dennis Schroeder, Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant played 19 minutes in that game. Okay. Pretty interesting. Two years ago against the Utah Jazz, the lineup that was uh, Carmelo. Corey Brewer, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Stephen Adams played 25.7 minutes Whoa. in that game. And then in this game yesterday, you get the most played lineup playing only nine minutes. And the second most played lineup was the three-guard lineup played eight minutes. And guess what, Andrew? Guess what the net rating was for those two lineups? That if you were just watching the game, you would have thought, well, I'd rather have those guys out there, but it didn't seem like they did that great. Well, the starting lineup's net rating was a plus 9.5, and the three-guard lineup's net rating was a plus 10.2. That's Play good. your good players! <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. 
why is Diallo playing in this playoff game and airballing two threes in a row? Dude, the Hami stuff. We talked about it before, and he played well in some of those seeding games. That was cool. Didn't trust it then. Don't trust it now. We'll never, ever trust it. It's it's a bad idea. He is a chaotic player. I mean, his first offensive possession, he just grabbed it, and it just felt like he tried to do like a like a 360 trick with it or something and just lost the ball. Like what do you like why would you play that guy? I mean if you're going to play somebody off the bench, if you have to play a wing off the bench. I mean they tried Andre, which felt just so sad, just very sad. Um but I just don't know how you land on that Hami is the guy. He's just not he's just not good. Like what's his skill? Being very athletic, dunking in uh with nobody defending him those are his skills right yeah like that's it like you don't don't play that guy play i mean he he does have the skill of getting wide open corner threes he's very good at that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah unfortunately that is that is not a skill that you want from him i know he shot the ball (laughs) well in the eight games i get it it's it's you don't go from being a guy that can't shoot it to can just overnight like that. It's just that's just not that's just not the way that it works, especially with a guy like Hami. Like a guy like Nader who what didn't shoot the ball well for a while, you knew that like he's a shooter. And so eventually it would come around. To me, if you're if you're looking to get guys cuz w- what was Hami doing besides he's not a good defender. Hamadou Diallo not a good defender. You think he could be a good defender maybe someday? Not one right now. Why don't you play the guy that can actually shoot it in Abdul Nader? Put it, if you he'll probably get open corner threes too. I mean, honestly, yeah. So why, don't I mean, you, why don't you play him and let him actually get a chance to hit them? I mean, that's it's the rotation. I agree with you. It was wonky. It was strange. And and Chris Paul said this after the game that this was a, a feel out game. Well, it sure it sure is, sure as heck felt like it, right? It's just like they they felt everything out i mean it's like it was like they're sticking their hand and like you know those those boxes i got during halloween when you're a kid like you stick your hand in and like figure out what it is like they just stuck their hand into a box full of snakes last night feeling feeling it out just getting bit like crazy i mean that's that's what it felt like yeah it was it was painful and uh it's just so funny last week we were talking about hey let's create our eight man or nine man playoff rotation yeah and uh, last night, I mean, partially because of the blowout, but we got to see everyone. We got to see Deontay Burton. Literally everyone. Clear the benches. It's the playoffs. Clear <laughs> It's the playoffs. Yeah, man. It was, it was rough. And a lot of it, to me, goes, I think a lot of the blame goes to Shea. Because that was the most timid version of Shea Gildish Alexander I've seen in Oklahoma City uniform. Well, the the weird thing, though, is that at the beginning of that game, there were at least two, maybe three drives to the basket where Shea looked like Shea, and he just missed it. And I felt yeah. like after he missed all the those uh, consecutive shots in a row, those consecutive layups in a row, he did become more timid. Um, but he was able to get to the rim early in that game. He just wasn't hitting his layups. Keep going, baby. Go back. Try it again. Snake to the rim, man. 
I mean, another shot. He'll eventually happens. make them. I mean, no, he was he was just straight up bad. I mean, there's just no way around it. And didn't get to talk to him for media availability last night. I don't know if it's because he was too miffed about not playing well, or he knew that he was going to have to answer questions about you know not playing well. But man, it was just it was one of the worst performances I've seen from him. He was probably missed because uh, he played less minutes per game than he did in any regular season game. Or or like he averaged less minutes. Yeah. I mean, two of eight from the field. You've, you've got to take more than eight shots. Hami took six. Hami took six. got to take more. you got to take more than eight. You've got to. I mean, he's got to take 15, 16 shots in a game and, and get to his spots. But, you know, credit to... The Rockets' defense, they played oh, dude, really well. Their, their defense was insane. Like, even yeah. following the few Rockets accounts I follow, they were in shock as well. Like, yeah. they, they, they've they never seen this team, that team. Excuse me, almost made it sound like I was a Rockets fan. <laughs> they've never seen that team play defense that well in terms of, like, their rotations and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, th- the Thunder just couldn't get anything going, and... I think that stagnation that we saw for most of that game, I did feel like it started opening up towards the end of the game. Yeah. But that stagnation that was there at the beginning of the game, I think was in large part due to the Houston defense because you, they just couldn't get around guys. Um, they, they couldn't figure out how to break down that D. And I, I, I'm hesitating to call it a zone because immediately after the game, Mike D'Antoni was like, yeah, the goal with our defense is to make our man defense look like a zone. Yeah. And I'm not smart enough to <laughs> know what he's saying, but that sounds pretty cool. It does sound really cool. Yeah, I don't. Man, the the Rockets were really great. The Thunder also just played right into their hands in almost every single way. I mean, they they played so slow. I mean, I don't think that you want to like get into this like you don't want to match. Houston shot for shot from three. But you don't have to be like the exact opposite where you were. They were incredibly slow. And Billy talked about that after the game where he said that they've got to pick up the pace. And especially with guys like Shea and Schroeder, those guys have to have pace in the game in order to get to their spots. To And, and Schroeder loves playing with pace. They, they were incredibly slow last night. And I think that hurt them a lot because and, and so, in the half court against that switchy defense, they couldn't figure it out. And I think that goes into this might be my most controversial uh, point, but I really think the Steven Adams thing is like a red herring and we should not be encouraging it. Like what he did in the second half, I liked, which because a lot of his baskets, especially at the beginning of the second half, were just him being really aggressive on the offensive boards yes. and getting some tip-ins. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of the game, when they're giving him a lot of post-ups and that kind of plays into that whole stagnant offense, slowing it down, I don't think that's a good idea long-term. Like yep. Steven Adams, we in our head, think he had an amazing game last night. He shot seven for 13. Like you're, that's not the, the recipe that's going to beat the Houston Rockets who are bombing threes every single time down the court. Mm-hmm. The, the only way to beat them is to use our guard. So I don't think the answer, because I saw a few people on Twitter saying like, man, I would just feed it to the big man every time down don't, the court. Don't put down I in do the post, not, man. 
Like, Houston would love that. Like, yeah, oh. let Steven Adams go off. You think Steven Adams is going to score enough points for it to even matter? Steven's never like, scored 30 in his career. Never. Right. Not one time. This is not, yeah, this is not a guy that you want leading the team in scoring. And I promise you, Steven doesn't want it or care about that either. And on the flip side, like, he was great. Like, he was really active on the boards, and he does look like he's going to be able to play in the series. So mm-hmm. all that is really good. He's going to be, play a really important part. Yes. But it almost seemed like at times, especially in that first half, he was the focal point of the offense. Yeah. Which, and not for his passing skills. Like, they were trying to set him up in the post. Yeah. Um, because I do, I do yeah. think him playing, him utilizing his passing is going to be an important part of the series. Yeah. I think that... Billy figured something out with Steven this season. And it's use him as a passer, use him as a screener, and then let him clean up on the boards. Because he, I mean, he is just so much bigger than everybody, which we knew was going to be the case. And he used his size well, I thought. And so if Steven's, I mean, they just need to make Steven's job. Like, you are going to be a screener, you're going to help everybody get downhill. You are going to be a passer. You are going to be somebody that cleans up. Steven, Steven's going to play the same way whether he gets post-touches or not. And I agree with you that the post-touches are, are not helpful. It slows everything down, every single thing down, and it gets them out of what they do well. And I think that your point on they need to play the three-guard line. They need to play the three-guard lineup 25 minutes a game. I mean, isn't it shocking? I like... So first, I was just shocked by the minutes total. But then the idea that both of those most played lineups were significant positive net ratings. Like that have, that kind of known? blew me away. Who would have known that good players net good things? And like, let's just let's just stop playing around. Like, don't play Hami. Don't play New Orleans Noel. Both were just very bad yesterday. And, <laughs> New Orleans. And, and probably the, don't play Andre. Like yeah. Andre can't defend. Andre cannot defend uh, James Harden. And I think we wondered if he could, and he defended lesser players well. If you're going to put him out there, I don't. Honestly, I don't. I say don't play him. I don't have a problem with him being out there if he's like defending Jeff Green. I think he can defend Jeff Green. Probably do a better job than anybody else did last night. But hopefully, they can get Dort back, and that he can be the primary defender on James. Uh, but I just I don't I just don't think that Andre has it in him. It doesn't mean that Andre can't play. It doesn't mean that Andre is not not a guy that can contribute. But to me, thinking that he can be a guy that puts the clamps on on James is just not the case. I don't I just don't think he has that in him anymore. Which is which is okay. It doesn't render him meaningless. But it's uh it's it, it was kind of disappointing to see. Yeah, I I mean. One thing I came away from last night with uh, that I wouldn't have said before is that, you know, if Dort comes back, I actually do feel better about Ferg over both Diallo and Dre right now. You know, sometimes doing not much on offense is better than doing what those guys are doing. Because, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> that's true. Because you are really playing four on five offensively with any of those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, it, the difference is that you're going to get a lot more Hami in that four on five. Yeah. He's going to take those shots. And at one point I almost tweeted, like, if they're going to play four on five with Ferg in the starting lineup, can he at least guard Harden 94 feet? 
Like just yeah. annoy him. Like just, yeah. and then he almost immediately started doing it, and so I deleted the tweet. I was actually <laughs> excited, but yeah, I would like you know if Ferg's not if Ferg's just going to be Ferg, which is fine offensively. Like be a crazy person on defense. You might as well. Like you're not going to be out. You only played 15 minutes. I didn't think you he did a bad job on defense at all. I thought he actually did a good job on James. No, I, I, I thought he did too. But I would just like him to see like just just crazier. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see 94 feet Ferg. <laughs> 94 Ferg. Yeah, man, I I don't disagree at all. I also thought Schroeder did did a fine job on James Harden too. He like, did. Really stuck with him good. So I don't I Yesterday was bad. It was as bad as it gets. I mean, you get Eric Gordon 21 points, 7 of 17 from the field. You have Jeff Green. Golly, Jeff Green. 22 points, six boards, four assists, a steal, one turnover, plus 28 in his 32 minutes. He helped them win the non-James Harden minutes, which you just, if you lose those minutes, you're just toast. You're done. It's over. And that's what it was last night for OKC. And then Ben McLemore in his very first playoff game, 14 points on four, seven from three, Congrats. plus 27. I mean, you just, you're not going to win. When when the Rockets shoot twenty of fifty two from three, you're not okay, going to win. So you uh, you tweeted that out. You said, "Hey, you know if the Rockets are going to shoot like this, you're not going to win." And my first uh, response in my head was, "Shut up, Andrew," because <laughs> that made me feel like you were taking the blame off of all the people I wanted to blame on the Thunder. Yeah. But I went back and looked it up. So this is from this year mm-hmm. games in which. The Houston Rockets shot above thirty-eight point five percent, which is what they shot last night. Yeah, they are nineteen and zero. Yeah, literally, <laughs> you can't beat them. In fact, thirty-eight point five seems to be like the uh, inflection point because they did have one loss to the New Orleans Pelicans when they shot thirty-eight point five. But even if you go down further, like all the way down to, if they shot above thirty-six point two percent this year, yeah, they lost one game. It was something like twenty-seven and one, yep. in those games. And they're not a great three-point shooting team. They just take a ton, and that—that's how they work the math out. But when they shoot like a great three-point shooting team like that, you just can't—you can't do it. And they—they they cannot allow them to take fifty-two threes in a game. I mean, that's—that is—that is way too many. You're going to lose. Like you will lose because of the math. Right, we talked about this. Is that the the Houston Rockets will beat you with math? Yeah, and among those those nineteen and O games from yeah. the season, there were only two games where they shot more than fifty two threes. So, like last night, them taking fifty two threes was a lot. Yeah, it's a yes. In fact, it it's was a, a it was a playoff record. Yeah, it's it was too many. I mean, the Thunder cannot allow them to take that many. Uh, and it, it has to be so uh, demoralizing. At least it was demoralizing for me. Every every yeah. made just like puts you further into the couch, I'm just like <laughs> sinking into it, just melting into my couch. Just miserable. Yeah, I know, man. It was a it was a miserable miserable game to watch, and I, I guess like the most discouraging but also encouraging thing is I just don't know the Thunder can play that bad again. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the worst performances I've seen from them. As a whole team, I mean, I just don't honestly. Know if play he, much if worse. he keeps playing eleven players, they can play this bad again. 
Today's show is sponsored by Artifact. Artifact sets you up with one of their professional interviewers to capture stories about important people or things in your life. Think about it like an, a podcast episode about whatever you want. With Artifact, you can capture family history with parents and grandparents, talk about friends and family as a birthday, wedding, or anniversary gift, both about how they've made a difference in your life and share some hilarious stories. And so... I would like to share my artifact with you. Artifact interviewed me about my kidney donation to my father-in-law. Uh, I chose that just because it's something that is important to me and my family, and I would like to have that story passed on to my kids and to their kids and uh, just be a story that uh, is told. And, you know, sometimes you lose a little bit of information here and there on stories as they get passed down, and so it's nice to have it kind of frozen in time there. If you want to hear my artifact, you can go to heyartifact.com slash creations slash Andrew dash select dash one. That again, that's heyartifact.com slash creations slash Andrew dash select dash one to hear my artifact that was created. You also can get an artifact made for you or for your family members or for a friend. And when you're ready to make your own, you can use the code DUNK to get $40 off your first one. That's heyartifact.com and use the code DUNK for $40 off. And and credit to Billy in the past is that he is a guy that has made good adjustments uh, in moments like this. And so we need to see if he can do it again. And so... I mean, we remember in 2016, obviously a much, much, much better team, but they just got handled in game one in San Antonio. And then Billy got to look at the tape and they ended up winning game two and then won the series, ended up winning the series. So I'm not saying that that's exactly where this is heading, but, you know, it is one game. And, and, and to be fair, they literally had no tape on this version of the Rockets playing this version of the Thunder. Exactly. It did not happen during the regular season. And if you were going to pick a team just to win one game, you, it wouldn't be a bad bet to go with the Rockets because in one game, they can look like the greatest team in the world. Yeah. Oh, and they, they did. They looked very good. They looked like they could be a huge problem. But I also just don't know, can you – can you get 36 points from Jeff Green and Ben McLemore again? <laughs> I mean, if you can, you're uh, going to be walking away with a ring. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, if those guys, those guys just aren't going to play like that every game. I mean, Jeff Green looked like a Hall of Famer yesterday. And, and is he? Let's jump into that now. Is <laughs> Jeff Green? <laughs> Jeff Green was just like this. He was the, probably the third best player on the court. I thought Gallinari yeah. was great. I thought Gallinari played great. Uh, he got to the free throw line. He was very aggressive. Uh, you know, I we don't we talk about like not posting up. I don't hate Gallo posting up on Harden just because I think that Gallo's got enough of a size advantage to where you it's actually a, not a horrible shot. Um, I don't I I don't like Stephen posting up because I don't think Stephen's a great post up guy. He's never been a great post up guy. I think he's better at doing the small things, the screening, the passing, the cleaning up the offensive glass. 
But I don't hate Gallinari posting up. I thought that that was fine. If you if your offense stagnates and you need to find a shot, that's not a bad shot uh, to end up with. And he he played well. But I think Jeff Green was probably the third best player on the court. And if he's if that's the case, uh, you you are just in huge trouble. You're just in huge trouble. It's just you can't you can't survive that. You know, it reminded that whole game reminded me of. Uh... I had a friend over to my house and we were playing NBA 2K and I was playing with the baby Lakers. Yeah. This is like an older version of 2K. And at some point I figured out in the game, I, I just like got in the zone with Lonzo and just started launching threes every single time down the court and ended up beating my friend by like 45 points <laughs> to the point where he was so upset that he ended up just leaving after the game. <laughs> and that's how last night felt to me being on the other side of it. So now I understand. <laughs> Oh man. Getting uh, beat by Ben McElmore and Jeff Green. Yeah, that's that that does not feel good. That does not feel good at all. So we'll see. I mean, I think there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made for the Thunder. Uh I think they can make some adjustments. Uh simple things like like us simpletons that are doing this podcast <laughs> feel like there are adjustments that can be made that we are aware of. So there's no doubt in my mind that the coaching staff is aware of it as well. And so I'm very interested to see what version of Thunder shows up. I'm interested to see if Dort can play. Obviously we don't know what Russell Westbrook's status is. Um, I can't, I was it you that tweeted the Thunder's only hope may be Russell Westbrook <laughs> returning. Was that you? Yeah. Yeah. That was me. I mean, you know, it's not, I don't we'll think see. it's incredibly inaccurate. <laughs> but um we'll see we will see i mean everything i saw last night was exactly why i was so scared of houston after the rust news yeah because um, they're just i think they're harder to guard like they're just shooters everywhere and when when there's shooters everywhere they're going to be wide open eventually and they yep. were just i mean pj tucker got his couple of corner threes mm-hmm. um macklemore and jeff green obviously were the two that we were most worried about or not worried about but like they were the swing players like are they going to make their shots or not and i think the scary thing going forward for thunder fans is that eric gordon did look good he did um both offensively and defensively i mean he yep. was clearly their second best player um and and looks like the type of player who even if russ doesn't come back is going to be able to help that team during those non-hardened minutes yep yeah, I agree. He did. He he looked really good, and so I think that's certainly something to watch for. And it'll be it'll be interesting. Let's uh let's go to some TQs. We've got our first Twitter question is from at D Tally Live. He said, "What playing time rotation adjustments should Billy make? Both if Dort plays and doesn't, would Billy be considered a better coach if his name was William Donovan?" Well, what about Bill? Bill Donovan. Uh, Bob Donovan. I like Bob Donovan. <laughs> Bobby Donovan. Sounds too much um, like Bo- Bob Donovich. Bob Do- <laughs> yeah, it does. Bob Donovich. <laughs> uh, hey, my uh, my only suggestions is just to play your good players. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Just play your good players. Just play them more. And play your your not good players less. This team does not have eleven NBA players worthy of playing in a playoff game. Period. Yeah. One guy that we hadn't talked do, about. Do you yet. know how deep a team would have to be to have eleven <laughs> players worth playing 
in a playoff game, an NBA playoff game? Do you know how deep this team would have to be? That would be Crazy. very deep. No, the Rockets only played eight guys, really. Wow, very smart. Very smart. Simple things. Hey, and also keeping in with their tradition. Because that's what D'Antoni does, and that's what I thought Donovan did. Yeah. And he made me look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, like the 15 minutes for Hami, the eight minutes for Nerlens, like you sprinkle in three minutes for Robertson. I mean, it really was a, let's just, let's just see. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Let's just see. It, that's how it did. It felt like that, right? And yeah, so, let's see how many fouls Nerlens can get in the fewest amount of minutes. Uh, let's I, see if he can foul out in ten minutes. There were some pretty horrible calls on Nerlens, but yes, it was. Yeah, he had four fouls in eight yeah, minutes. It's uh, <sighs> it's not not great, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Play the right guys. It's not it, that is not that hard. And even Terrence Ferguson without Dort is is one of the probably one of the right guys just because he's a guy that it can at least stay with Harden. You, you, you can't shut James Harden down. Like that's not a thing that's possible, but you at least need to have something that can stay with him. And I think if you're a combination of Ferguson and Schroeder guarding him, that's fine. And I think Baisley is a guy that can play too. Like Baisley played pretty oh, yeah. well yesterday and so continue to play him, continue to play Schroeder off the bench, and then one more guy off the bench. Who's your one more guy off the bench? Is your student loan payment too high? Is water wet? Well, refinancing with Ernest can help you lower your monthly payment. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple of years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with Ernest. Even if you've refinanced before, with today's low rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. Checking your new rate is fast and easy. To start, complete a few questions online, it takes only two minutes, and then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. Want to change your monthly payment, combine many loans into one easy payment, or get a better rate? Earnest makes it easy. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. Plus, the internet loves Ernest customer service. They've rated it at 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. And now you can get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a loan with Ernest.com slash down to dunk. Once again, you get $100 cash bonus if you refinance your loan at Ernest.com slash down to dunk. Not available in all states. Visit earnest.com slash down to dunk for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Earnest student loan refinancing loans are made by Earnest Operations LLC in MLS 1204917. California financing law license number 6054788. 303 Second Street Suite 401 in San Francisco, California 94107. Visit earnest.com slash licenses for a full list of licensed states. We're going with Schroeder, Baisley. Uh, I mean, at this point, probably because I didn't see him last night, it would I'd just go with Nader. Yeah. I mean, because if you're if you're thinking, hey, we just need someone else to play in those non-hardened minutes, we're going to go in with the assumption that that lineup isn't going to be as good for Houston. So why don't we just throw a shooter in there and just try to, you know, knock them out. Yeah. Just try to outscore them in those minutes. Right. Instead of trying to like lock down 
this backup lineup. I don't know. Yeah, but it's like fake defense. It's like, oh, we're throwing Hamadou Diallo and Erlens Noel. Who like, it's true. They're, they're fine. But it's not. Those are guys that are like theoretical defenders at best at times. Like Nerlens Noel can be a great defender, but he, I don't think he's super consistent. And I don't know what he does out there on the court that you're just clamoring to have him out there. He just wasn't very good. I I do think you could play Baisley more minutes because he was he was him getting nine good. rebounds last night is important because yeah. when Adams isn't on the court, you're going to need someone who's super active on the boards. And if we don't think Noel can play in this series, which early returns say maybe not, but we'll see. Um, I do think Baisley could be that guy because he does. He's, he's still bigger than any Rockets player. Yeah. Even though he's looks like a, a string bean out there, so skinny. <laughs> hey, do you think that uh, Ferguson looks a little bitter, uh, bigger? A little bit, yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Yeah, he's he not look as skinny as he used to. Yeah. Putting on some some dad weight there. Uh, OKC Thunderfan69 wants to know, is this what you envisioned? <laughs> is that all they, is that all they said? Yeah. Mm, that sounds like a threat. Um uh, and I Ross threat. wants to know why are the Rockets trying to ruin basketball? I mean, that has been their stated goal. I don't know if they stated it, but I certainly did. Uh for many years now. And honestly, after seeing that Lakers game last night, my big takeaway from the day is that our side of the bracket is a little bit more wide open than I may have thought. Because I did not give the Blazers a chance. I know. I saw it it in the text group. You were totally out. And the Blazers won. And I would say, not that they won convincingly, but they played toe-to-toe with the Lakers that entire game. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't some fluke. I mean, Dame was dancing all over him last night. He was. That was uh, that was impressive. I mean, it's <laughs> an impressive performance by the Blazers. But and, now I'm thinking, you know, if I was a Rockets fan, I mean, they kind of have not a super clear path, but it's clearer than it was a day ago to getting to the Western Conference Finals, because the the problem with the Lakers is that it wasn't just a one game thing. Yeah, like stuff has been going on with the Lakers now. This entire bubble experience, they've been bad the entire time, and then you have this stuff with you know LeBron saying things are going on in the locker room or whatever. I'm just saying, if 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 you were a team that wanted to on our side of the bracket, I feel like you have a pretty good shot to get to the Western Conference Finals. Well, maybe that's what they want you to think. And Gene Pindak wants to know. It's like one weird thing I noticed at the presser is there were multiple mentions of game one being a quote-unquote feel-out game. Couple that with the lack of effort and energy as well as the 12-man rotation, which is unheard of come playoff time. Thank you, Gene. Is it possible we mailed it in expecting to lose? So he's saying that they threw the game. <laughs> yes, this is what Gene is implying: is that they completely threw this game. That it's a big rope a dope. They're getting they're they're making the Rockets feel like they're the greatest team in the world, showing them the dumbest offense that they possibly can. Yeah, and then playing all their bad players, and then they're going to come out in game two and just wax the floor with them. I actually like this. Yeah. Sh- okay. Yeah. I'll go with this. Yeah, the Thunder threw the game. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. 
Yeah, it's it's uh this is some deep strategy from Billy. Guys, go on out there, don't give it your all. Just feel it out a little bit. See what happens. And then we'll play real ball on Thursday. Well, I wish Billy would have told us because I feel like I was in mid playoff form on Twitter. Um and I would have I would have started a little slower. <laughs> I would have eased up. <laughs> Oh man, let's see. At Francis, okay, see who's more likely to start for the Thunder next season. A little long-term question: Dort or Baisley? More uh, Dort. Yeah, I mean, because Dort. I mean, honestly, both. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see it. If Gallo leaves, like, who else is going to play power forward? Uh, Clearly, nobody that's on the roster currently. Is no. going to play power forward. <laughs> so they'd have to bring in someone. And at that point, like, yeah, just give it to base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it to base. Uh, at Bergtron 88, was last night a fluke with the Rockets making threes at a high clip? Or is it a sign of what the rest of the series could be like? I don't think it's a fluke. I think it's something that happens one out of every three to four games for the Rockets. Yeah. And when it happens... As I mentioned earlier, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah. Not a ton you can do. I mean, maybe you can be that one game with the New Orleans Pelicans where they not only beat them, but they like killed them in a game where they shot really well from three. Yeah. So, but otherwise, um, yeah, so it's not a fluke. This is, this is what they do, and occasionally it really works out, and it just happened to be in game one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's certainly something that we could see again. So it... Yeah, agreed. Uh, at either it's Bees Chief or Beast Chief or B Chef Four. Mm. <laughs> can't thinking... decide. Can't decide which. But I know this is supposed to be a no pressure playoffs for Thunder fans. But were you guys also watching the game yesterday with arms crossed and furrowed brows? It was eerily similar to the last few years of playoffs in terms of frustration level. Uh, yes, I, I would agree uh, with Mr. Beeson that uh, it was there was no different from past playoffs in terms of how much pain I was in throughout the game, how irritable I was anytime my wife would ask me to do anything in the middle of a play. And I'd say, could you please wait for the commercial? <laughs> trying to get me to make a dinner for her friend who just had surgery and so i'm having to chop in front of the tv i have raw chicken on my coffee table just chopping chicken so that i can watch this stupid game i know man half half time my kids were in the backyard and my dog who we just uh we just moved and so the fence that we have is you can any little dog could get through it. And so we have a little dog. And the little dog, my wife was like, oh, she's doing fine. She's fine. And I'm sitting out on the back porch watching the halftime show on my laptop, um, watching my kids in the backyard. And not 10 seconds, she's like, I got to go inside to get something. Not 10 seconds after, my dog jets through the fence and jumps in. There's a pond right behind our house and just jumps in the pond. I'm just like... <laughs> Jeez, and then my frustration level was was high at that point as well. So yeah, I agree. Beast chip. Your dog or, did that because it it likes being in the water. 
I'm sure she does. It is. It's just there's tons of geese and stuff around, and it's just it's not an ideal situation that that we're dealing with here. Um, but it was, it was just it was, it was just kind of comical, honestly. Uh, but yeah, it's it was. We need to go back to uh, some of the phrases that I uh, gave everybody on Friday, which weren't supposed to be here. Think about Shay and Baisley. Think about all the first round picks and just take a deep breath. That's what we, we just need to, we need to go back to that. Cause didn't yeah. work. Didn't uh, work. Tried it. <laughs> sure. The regular season is fun and all, but only one thing can compare to the excitement of playoffs. And that is DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports, both basketball and hockey have entered their respective playoffs and DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action. With millions of prizes throughout the week, there's no better way to make it rain. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you haven't tried it yet, daily fantasy sports are easy to play. Just draft your players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points based off your player's performance. There's no better way to put your sports knowledge to the test than to compete for millions of dollars in prizes throughout the week. But if Daily Fantasy isn't for you, DraftKings just launched Best Ball Contest for football season. If you aren't familiar with Best Ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code RUN, that's R-U-N, to play free with your first deposit today. Compete for millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. That's promo code RUN to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes all week long, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. At Air, Yosef asks, a lot of mixed feelings about Ferg after game one uh, from the fan base, but I personally think he should get all of Hami's minutes this series and back up Lou. What are y'all's thoughts on who the backup wing should be against Houston? Yeah, I was afraid he was saying that he should get all of Hami's minutes plus the minutes he got last night, which would be 30 minutes, which I'm not comfortable going there yet. Yeah. But, yes, Hami played 15 minutes last night. Yeah, when Dort's back, if Ferguson's playing 15 minutes a night, fine. Fine. Preferable. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. We We need to play our good players, but we also need our good players to take the possessions. And so we don't yes. we don't need anybody in there taking possessions from the good players. Yes, and Ferg is very good about giving up possessions. And he took three threes in his fifteen minutes and made two of them. Great. If he had that line, if you told me he was going to play fifteen minutes every game of the series and that was going to be his line, yeah. literally six points, a rebound, and assist, but he made two threes, I would take that. Give it in a minute. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that we're both in agreement with you, Yosef. Uh, let's see. At Joshua underscore Conley. A lot of new Twitter people, it feels like, which is great. Uh, should Billy start Baisley at the three and bring T-Ferg off the bench? Well, this is getting a little wacky there, Joshua Conley. Uh-oh. So the only reason I would say no is because I really think you need Baisley's height in those second units. Yeah. Uh, not that you couldn't still play him in the second units, but I'd rather see Baisley because Steven Adams only played 28 minutes last night. That mm-hmm. means there's 20 minutes when Steven Adams is not on the court. 
And those are the minutes where I'd like to see Baisley. Yep. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think Baisley in this series in particular is a big. So, um, interesting idea. Uh, I don't see it happening. I don't think it's impossible to see Bays sometime in the future get some minutes at the three, but to to throw that at him when he's really only been a full-time four in the playoffs is just probably not what they're going to go to. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is tough. At dsimpso11 wants to know, would you rather Houston win the title or never be allowed to eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch for the rest of your life? Let me tell you, this is an easy answer because there's a way you can cheat it. Okay, let's hear So the, the answer is you, you never get to have Cinnamon Toast Crunch again. But okay. here's what you do. Mm-hmm. You get mom's best cereals. Have you had that? <laughs> no. They have something called Cinnamon Toast Squares. Okay. It is the exact same cereal as Cinnamon Toast Crunch, so, ex- except it's like a healthier version. Well, see. It's, it's not. Even Aldi has like their version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is nearly identical. So does that count if I just buy the Aldi brand? Uh, he capitalized Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which implies trademark, which implies that he's only talking about that one type of cereal. You know what? I could do. I could eat the Aldi version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch for the rest of my life and and not skip a beat. So I'm a. Uh, I'm going with that one. Do ah, not. We, sol- we solved your riddle, Daniel. <laughs> uh, Pepsi United wants to know if we're changing our predictions. I mean, there's no, I mean, I should, but there's really no benefit right now because if the Thunder come out and win game two, everything will go back to normal. I'm trying to think of this as a normal playoff series. Not that I do that in regular playoffs either. I would yeah. freak out about this if <laughs> that we had played this in Houston. But this happens. You, we brought up the Spurs game. It does happen. Sometimes teams look completely mismatched. Oh, did you watch the Bucks magic game? You know, if, if, you, if you didn't know anything about those two teams and just watched that one game, you would say, wow, these Bucks are in trouble. Yeah. And maybe they are, but more likely they're not. They're probably and not. And so uh, – I'm, I'm going to stick with mine, and I'm glad I gave myself the extra game. I did say Thunder in seven. Mm-hmm. So they still have to only win four of the next six, and uh, I'll stick with it for right now. I'm yeah. going to try to be positive. And you have to lose games. If you're, That's true. If you're predicting that they win in six or seven. You have to lose. That's a great point. So we're actually looking really good. It's, we're right on track. <laughs> right on track. <laughs> If they had won, if the Thunder had won, I'd be worried. Like, they might end this a little too soon. I know, yeah. My predictions look bad. Yeah, so this is good. Oh, at Gene Pendak does want to clarify, he asked a question about them throwing the game, is that he knows it's absurd to throw away a playoff game. But he's concerned about their defensive intensity. Mm, I think Gene knows something we don't. The body language was bad last night, though, I thought. I thought. Yeah, and it it was bad in a way that we just haven't seen with this team. Yeah. Because this team, one of their MOs has just been how much chemistry they have. Yeah. And how much they, you know what the play that, that really bothered me was? I, I, it was at the end of one quarter. It might have been the second quarter or the third quarter when Chris passed it to Schroeder in the, in the corner. Mm-hmm. And he didn't shoot it. And granted, there was like 
point whatever seconds left, but he could have gotten off a shot. Shoot, I, I, yes. And shoot he just ball. didn't well, shoot it. That was weird. It was really weird. I and I've like never that. seen that happen with this team. I did not like that. Billy's losing the locker room. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Last question from Andrew Boo Boo 2. Is Moose going to be better for this series than Noel? Noel doesn't have enough offense to justify his defense. How do our guards score without bigs to take advantage of? Two very different questions. Um, I, you know, th- there was a there was a thing on Twitter, uh, a Rockets fan tweeting that the, the Rockets had like a hundred and fifty offense in the minutes that Muscala was out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Mike Muscala's dad replied, <laughs> but and that was why it was interesting. But you know, you look at his uh, plus minus. Moose last night was only a negative one. Yep. So I do wonder, along with Baisley, in these non-hardened minutes, if you can just throw Moose in there and just try to outscore them, throw Nader in there, just throw like the most high-powered offense that we have, and just assume that these bad players for the Rockets won't be able to make a bunch of shots. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, you're not going to shut that Rockets team down, especially in the non-hardened minutes. So just try to score, right? Just give try me to score like Schroeder, SGA, Nader, Baisley, Muscala. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Who cares? <laughs> we're throwing game two as well, by the way. <laughs> but just, we're gonna learn a lot. We're, we're gonna, gonna learn a ton. We're gonna apply that knowledge. Maybe in game three or four. We don't know. We might throw the third game too. We just don't know. We'll see. We're trying to make sure that the seven game prediction comes true. Oh, I'd feel so, I'd feel so bad if that was the reason they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they, they heard your prediction. They're like, okay. Yeah. All right, one, two, three out, baby cakes. Here we go. <laughs> this is all yeah, your I'm, fault. I'm not going to really freak out until game three, obviously. Yeah. If, and if then they, if they are down 2-0 going into game three, I will be a wreck going into game three. Mm-hmm. And if they lose that game, then I'm just done. Then all you're going to hear me talk about is draft picks and tanking yeah. shift, and destroying everything. Ship to the tank. We'll be the tank commanders uh, from now on if that happens. So, And honestly, if they lose in four or five, I don't want to hear anyone out there telling us they should run it back. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't tell us that. And also, don't don't be the ones in my Twitter mentions asking me if this team is if Shea Gilders Alexander is too good to tank. Like, let's can we stop? Can we stop that? He's very good, by the way. Last night's game is not an indication of the type of player that he is. He's a very good player. I just there are just very 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 few NBA players that are too good to tank. Like one individual. uh, Luca in his rookie season, which he had an amazing rookie season. Like they were, they were a lottery team. Yeah, I mean, there there's good players on bad teams. Everyone's aware of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Devin Booker is he too good to tank? Apparently not, but he's very good. Very good. Been good for a while. So, I mean, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook on the same team, not too good <laughs> for a tank. And especially next season. Oh, I'm already excited. Ooh, now I'm already shifting my focus. Especially next season when there really is no obvious tanking team 
in the West. Yeah. I know everybody wants to win. Let's 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 back that up. Let's let's try to let's try to go get a top five pick. Yes. Come on. All right. Playoffs are still going on. We got to shift back, Alex. Shift back. Game two tomorrow night. Uh, another away game, Alex. I don't know if they can win on the road in Orlando, but hey, if they lose, that will be my excuse. <laughs> it's just weird that that. I mean, that's always a conversation, right? Like when they get back to OKC, like they can, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel a little bit robbed not being able to, one, not being able to have playoff candy, but then two, just. It's, it's true because it's almost a bigger advantage now, not necessarily for the home team, but whoever wins like the first game. Because now let's say they lose game two you don't or even if they won game two you don't feel that like boost going into game three where it's like ooh, now we're home now we have some type of advantage that we can't describe and just going into that game three at home whether it's one one or they're down oh two like it just feels different yeah it does feel like you have so- something on your side the basketball gods are on your side because you're at home and it's just not going to feel that way mm-hmm. yeah i agree it is it is very strange, but again, Although we will have we'll have our digital fans, Andrew. I can't forget about our digital fans. That's true. They will be at home, but on a screen. That's there in Orlando. Have you been offered that yet? Oh no, not once. What do you have to do? I don't. How many I, more tweets I really at Mayor Holt I really do I have want to send to, out? I don't. I personally don't want to do it. Why? You just said you were in front of your laptop during the game. What's the difference? I was for that period of time. I switched back to TV. So it'd be so funny to see the laptop turn around and see you running down <laughs> to the pond, <laughs> jumping in <laughs> for your dog. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is why I want no part of that. <laughs> oh man! All right. Only one game. It's only one game. We can say that for you know another thirty hours. Okay. Just yes. one game. It's only one game. All right. It's only one game. If anybody tries to talk to you, here's I'm going to give you guys more phrases to say that may make you feel better. It's it's only one game. And if somebody tries to talk to you about it at work today or tomorrow in the morning and or on a Zoom call, man, are those thunder really suck. It's only one game. It's only one game. 15 first round draft picks. Darius Baisley, Shea Gilders, Alexander. We weren't supposed to be here. All right. Just say that all in a row. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. You can follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Make sure that you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would mean a lot to us if you would do that. A lot of you have done that recently, and it's great. The Athletic notices that, and it's really, really nice for us. So if you listen to us week in, week out, and haven't done that yet, just it takes 30 seconds of your life to help us out. So please do that. Have a wonderful day, and it's only one game.